0: Now, out of all, all, all that you know, all that you've done, all that you've presented with magic, what's the best part of magic to you and why? Hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, the best part of magic to me is that it's me. It's everything I am, right? It's everything I've studied. And some people don't ever get excellence in something. no matter what it is. And it's the one thing that I might at some point acquire excellence in. And partly because of the dedication I've put into it, partly because I've got a natural gift for certain aspects of it, partially because of the people that I've been lucky enough to meet through through my path in magic. But the best part of it is that it's me. It's the thing that I can always be associated with. It's the thing that I can always fall back on and all the other stuff, right? It's the thing that's taken me across the world and fed my children and allowed me to f- be a 40-year-old child and still play with toys every day, you know? Like, it, it encompasses everything that I do. So, you know, the best part of a magic trick, I think, is it's forcing people who, it's forcing you to take a moment. It's forcing you to stop and get out of your own head and out of reality that you would consider the, Whatever that may be, whatever the rules of the universe are, it stops you for a moment and says, actually, maybe those aren't the rules. Well, if those aren't the rules, what else? What other rules have maybe been guiding your actions that, that aren't true? So it's a, it's a really cool way to force people to stop and go, even if it's for a second, they have to stop and go, wait a minute, what the hell just happened?
0: Cool. Oh, good to know. So I know we talked a bit about the book you're working working on and um, you said your first invention in your new company would be something to do with magic. Does that mean you're working on something or anything exciting right now?
1: Yeah, Volpine. Volpine Creations is my new company. So that's my own magic company with my partner, Felix. He lives in Austria and it's him and i and and we're inventing magic and I'm, I'm building the magic company that i wish existed um and it's been a lot of work and it's it's you know it's um scary we we've invested every single cent that we have into it and it's sort of like you know if you fail you've we don't have an option to fail so um i'm extremely excited about it and then in that we've got i've got multi. we just acquired a company that does really dope self-printing business card. Like there's a lot that we're doing that I never could have thought we would be doing. So it's extremely exciting. It's just this this sort of like, we want it to be launched a month and a half ago and then something else, you know, so we're launching a company that's internationally based with headquarters in the United States and in Austria. And we're doing it during a global pandemic it's just, it's crazy, but extremely exciting at the same time.
0: Well, if I don't get to tell you this later, let me say it right now, it's very impressive and I'm very proud of you to, to, to start your own company. It itself is um, intense, a lot of work, and to do it with a global pandemic when almost everything is going crazy, it's extremely impressive. So.
1: Well, thanks. We haven't launched yet. I mean, if we get there, but think of the story, right? If we end up becoming,
0: excuse
1: me, when we end up becoming, you know, more successful. Well, how did it happen? And it is a cool story. The way my partner and I met everything about it is really cool. And then to be able to say we launched during the biggest global pandemic the world had ever seen. You know, that's a book in itself. So maybe that's the next one we'll write. We'll see. There
0: you go. There you go. Through everything you get materials for the next. <laughs> right.
1: Such is I, life.
0: Yep, that is. Now, to the people, I know I've said Adam is a man of many talents. Um, One thing that is the reason he's so dear to me is because he is also a sober warrior. And to anybody who's, battling um what's the word
1: addiction alcoholism addiction addiction of any kind yeah
0: addiction of any kind um you know how hard this is um i i'm in the process of quitting alcohol so i already know how hard it is and i also come from a family who has gone through its own phases of addiction um with all sorts of things, so this to me is very dear, so I would like you to tell us, me and our listeners, I know I know a bit of, about it, so if you can briefly tell us about your sobriety journey to us Sure,
1: sure. yeah, I've been sober five years as of uh, Labor Day so just a few weeks ago um,
0: Congratulations!
1: Thanks yeah, it was, you know I'm, I'm an alcoholic and I've got it, it took me a while to, to know that when I knew it, I got sober for a while, made some stupid mistakes. I uh, had about three years under my belt, wasn't fully on board with the idea that I was an alcoholic. I still had a lot of the, um, you know, the self-doubt of, uh, well, alcoholics just want, you know, that they we want to be able to say, I'm fixed now, I can drink like a normal person. So I started drinking again and, and went, you know, um, on a bad two or three year Drinking uh, binge, but you know, I was a very functioning alcoholic. I was just not there for my wife at the time, wasn't there for my kids. My son was two years old, my daughter was one, and not even one. And I just had enough. I said, You know, if I'm going to be a dad to my kids, I can't drink anymore. And I just never drank again. And then, you know, I was a dry drunk. And for anyone who doesn't know, a dry drunk is just somebody that doesn't drink but hasn't got. The help that they may need to be able to be a normal functioning, you know, healthy, emotionally healthy, and in, emotionally intelligent in, individual. Uh, and a lot of people do that. They just go, oh, "I don't need to drink," but I don't need. The the way I understand it is that alcoholism is a disease of of the brain. And just if you, just because you're not drinking, you've still got a lot of this. Um, alcoholism characteristic in you which is you know selfishness and self-sabotaging and um, it was about two years of getting sober this last time that I was still making a lot of the same mistakes but I just wasn't drinking and enough was enough and I'd, I'd hit into a point a really really low point and just said you know fuck it I need something and I walked into a local AA meeting here and it changed my life it gave me a program and it gave me a a path of recovery that I didn't know I needed because I was sober for two years but I still wasn't better and I just you know by the grace of God as I believe God to be I met some people that changed my life and, and gave me a program to it's a it's a rule book for life you know and it, it works wonders for me so it wasn't easy it took me a year to get through the steps but um, you know it, it, me i i I try and advocate all i can say is that i'm my life is much much better now that i've stopped drinking and i can show people what i did to get there and that's it but it's always up to the addict to to do it themselves so um there is a there are programs out there and whether it's a 12-step a lot of people are scared of the 12-step program because you have to believe in a higher power and you know one of the funny things is there are atheists that helped write the big book and the 12-step program so it's totally okay to not believe in any sort of God and still go through a program of recovery. So um, the help is out there. It's free. And it's it just up to the person who's struggling to get to that point where they, you know, feel like they've got nothing else and then do the work to to see it through.
0: Hmm. Now, um, I have a question. Uh, what made you um, help you stay committed in this um, journey? Because... I know it's not easy. We always say we're going to quit something, anything. It's not just alcohol. Anything you're addicted to, you're going to say, yeah, I'm going to quit. You're going to go two three days and then, or even a month sometimes. Some people go three months. I've seen even people are here and then they slide back. So what made you stay committed in your journey?
1: My kids. You know, I, I just promised myself my kids would never see me drunk. Um, and I won't. You know, if I drink again, I'll probably die. There's a very good chance that it will lead to my death and I'm not going to do that. You know, I love my kids and I, my dad was a really good guy and and raised me well and I want to be that same guy to my kids and I can't do it if I'm drinking. So, 100% my kids. If I didn't have my kids, I can almost guarantee I'd still be an alcoholic, an active alcoholic.
0: Well, we're glad you have your kids because the (laughs) world is (laughs) magic. (laughs) Um, So, um. During this time when you're an uh, alcoholic and i um, going through this, um, did it interfere with your magic or your inventions?
1: No, I mean, in all honesty, I was inventing and performing just as well, if not better drinking it, it you know, drinking has its has its benefits. And, you know, I, I wasn't a, a sloppy drunk. I was a very highly functioning alcoholic. So, you know, I, I get some alcohol in me and feel better and feel more confident and um, it helped me write my book so no I didn't you know I didn't get to the point where it was affect- now I'd probably showed up to some shows where I thought I didn't smell like alcohol but the event planner knew I was drunk and probably didn't get rehired and stuff like that but nothing nothing outrageous um, where it was affecting my, my my I mean in all honesty it approved probably improved my performances a little bit
0: it's funny um, how strong the the alcohol the, the alcohol from the breath is when when you stand next to somebody. <laughs>
1: you know, and as a true alcoholic, I would drink vodka to try and oh, vodka doesn't stink, so I'll drink that and be fine. Uh-huh. It's you know, All the games that alcoholics play, but yeah,
0: uh-huh. yeah. They're so just people so, know. So you've said it changed your life. Being sober, yeah. how how did it change your life?
1: It allowed me to feel emotions and and you know figure things out the way they're supposed to be and be there for my kids and be clear headed and not um, not make continued stupid mistakes. So it it changed everything for me. You know, it gave me clarity and and purpose. And I don't know anyone. I don't think you can be an alcoholic and and be happy. I really don't. You know. If you're addicted to something, then that, that has power over you and that controls your life. And if you don't have control of your life, I don't think you can be happy.
0: All right. So um, what advice would you give to any struggling recoveries or people going through sobriety, trying to find their sobriety to change their lives?
1: Uh, you know, for me, it's the program um alcoholics anonymous and they they've got it for everything it doesn't have to be just because you're an alcoholic they've got sex addicts anonymous and and you know a narcotics anonymous and and it gives you a roadmap to live a, a better life it it it's the only thing i can recommend because it's the only thing that worked for me so if they didn't want to walk into a meeting and felt awkward about that there's a really great book called recovery by russell brand um you know, it's the 12-step program, but it's his style. He says fuck a whole bunch and he's changed the verbiage of the steps, but it's the program just in a more palpable way because the big book that has the program in it can be a little heavy. Um, but if, it, you know, if someone's struggling and just wants wants to know that there is something out there that can help them, I would recommend getting the Audible, um, audible Book Recovery by Russell Brand.
0: All right. I'll make sure I put that out there. Um, now, the most impressive role of yours, which I mostly admire, you are father of two adorable kids. Um, I've seen your kids do some, some, some tricks, some magic tricks. Are they planning on following on your footsteps or are they just having fun with it right now?
1: Well, Carter says he wants to be a magician, um, so, you know, it's been two or three years now where he says that's what he wants to do. So, as it is, he, yeah, I think he might. Um, but then my daughter is just having fun. You know, my daughter doesn't, uh, she hasn't stressed or uh, voiced the same interest in following in dad's footsteps as Carter has.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it took me a long time until I realized that I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps. So, who knows time is still there
1: yep absolutely. So are you
0: excited about following in your footsteps will there be any father son magic shows coming up
1: <laughs> i'm not sure you know we're, we're trying to figure out the the homeschooling stuff and um potentially you know he's he's pretty shy and he gets pretty nervous on stage so um we'd have some work to do before he got his stage presence under him but we'll see you know anything's possible um you know kids always want to do what dad wants to do when they're young but if he sticks with it and and keeps showing interest then at least i know he's got a good teacher so i'll make sure he learns it right
0: you see that right there um i don't um hopefully my listeners will also get to see this my viewers of youtube viewers or whatever but if you guys have noticed throughout this interview yes adam has been smiling and stuff but as soon as you mention his kids have you seen how that smile has changed <laughs> <laughs> they
1: are. i mean you know they're everything for me they're they're the best the best the most stressful the <laughs> the highest highs and the lowest lows are are being a parent so um i obviously wouldn't trade it for the world. But they, they do, they light up my life, as corny as that sounds.
0: Cool. So, to the world, to those who don't know, share your pen & Teller, uh, Teller experience for us. How was that for you?
1: That was great. I mean, pen & Teller's TV show is called Fool Us. So it's a, a national TV show where you go on and try and fool them. Um, with a magic trick. And, and I did it, I think almost two years ago, two or three years ago now and fooled them. And it was amazing. You know, it was a, a, it was a fast experience that happened quickly, but, um, it was awesome. Um, kind of a once in a lifetime thing. So it's got mine now is I think the second most viewed fullest performance. It's got 14 and a half million views on it, which is pretty awesome. Um, so i've got nothing but positive memories uh, of the entire experience
0: oh yeah i've shared that video so many times
1: (laughs) (laughs) you probably helped with the you
0: know 400 million when you google your name it's one of the most things up there like uh, (laughs) so anytime i i tell people oh my god i met a magician they're like um yeah you know I'm like no check this out first I'll show yeah. the videos that you did magic on us on me and Rachel. then I'll be like okay check this video out
1: <laughs> yeah it was it was a once in a lifetime experience for sure it was awesome
0: cool so um, any advice for magic lovers trying to get into magic out there or overall advice for future inventors creative minds curious minds you know Let I think us- the-
1: the only advice I would have is, is to, you know, do a lot of self check-ins and find out where you're at and, and try and keep things in balance um, to the best of your ability. You know, everyone's journey is different. And for me, I've been lucky because it's been magic from start to finish, but most people don't do that. Most people, you know, start something, then don't like it and want to do something else. And I encourage that, right? Where we learn and evolve my biggest nightmare would be to be in the same job for 30 or 40 years that, you know, to me, that's like, that's crazy. Um, Unless your job is, is like, you know, being an entrepreneur or something, but to some people that's exactly what they want, right? They want stability. And so just those self check-ins, if you, you know, if you're ever sitting at work and saying how much you hate your job, you don't have to be there. It's, it's a bullshit excuse to say, yes, I do. You know, for whatever reason, the money's too good, or okay, you know, fine. But then don't bitch about being there, right? And if you check in with yourself, and you don't have anyone else there except yourself, you'll know. Yeah, there is other things I could do that would make me happier. So, um, I think a lot of self-awareness is important in all sort, in everything you do, um, specifically creativity, and and don't kind of like what we talked about before, don't care what other people are going to think of this. If this is something that is coming out of you, from you, then somebody in the world needs to see it. And the idea that people will look down on you or judge you for your creative expression is something that blocks lots and lots of creativity. And I think the world would be a much more creative and loving and open place if people didn't worry so much about putting themselves out there, being vulnerable enough to put their creativity out to the world.
0: Roger that. Now, before we call it a night and um, end this lovely, lovely meeting, first of all, Anna, thank you for your time and thank you for making this possible. Oh my God, it's been my dream when I had my podcast to have you on. So thank you for making this true for me.
1: Thank you for having me, absolutely. It's been a pleasure.
0: Do we get a magic trick or something? Come on now. Yeah,
1: sure. Let's see. Um,
0: Yay!
1: Trying to think That's of... probably
0: my best part about this entire interview.
1: <laughs> Let's see what I can do here, Mike. Um, OK, hold on. I have one idea here. Let's try this.
0: All right.
1: So I'm going to have to adjust my camera, but this will work. OK, so we're going to start here.
0: Can okay. you guys
1: see this blank piece of paper? Okay, we're gonna set this in full view right here the whole time. I'm not gonna touch it. So we've set a blank piece of paper on the table. I've got a couple cards in here that we don't want. And all I'm gonna do is have Paula, as fairly as possible, pick a card and we'll see what we can do with that. So um, I think the fairest way to do this, I'll just cut and you just say stop whenever you want.
0: All right, stop.
1: Oops, sorry. We didn't only have so many, so. Okay. <laughs> I'll go like this. You just say stop when you want. Go. Okay, right here. So this is the top of the deck, and I'm going to give you a few options here. So I'm putting four four cards from the top out here. Um, I'll glance at them, and we'll just call them one, two, three, and four. Okay, so one, two, three, and four. I want you to name uh, name one of those numbers. One, two, three, or four.
0: Um, Rachel, four.
1: Four, that's this one, right? Yes. Beautiful.
0: Yes.
1: I'm going to have you name, so now we've got one, two, and three. Name another number.
0: Um, two.
1: Beautiful. So we've got two cards, and now we'll just say one and two. Name a number.
0: Oh. Two.
1: Perfect. I'm not, well, it doesn't matter if I look because I can see on the screen. So we'll just show you uh, okay. three of clubs, okay? okay? So we had you stop anywhere. We had you deal out cards. You had to name random numbers. We ended up on one card, the three of clubs. But before the trick started, if you remember, we put a blank piece of paper on the table. Yes. The weird thing, I won't do anything funny. I'll just turn it over and we'll see what it says. Oh, now it's printed. And it says three of clubs.
0: Fuck no. (laughs) No, there must be some luminous light or something. No, that's it. (laughs) Pretty cool, right?
1: There you go. A little bit of magic for you.
0: Thank you. Oh, my God. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things I miss, magic, watching you make magic, (laughs) watching you trick me. Well, this was fun. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me on. I hope this is uh, extremely successful for you, and I appreciate you uh, having me be guest one of season two. Congratulations on getting through the first season.
0: Thank you. I hope so, too. If it doesn't, I'm going to bug you for a redo, which is going to suck because I think this was pretty amazing. Let me know. (laughs) All right. You have a good night. and Thank you. you Good to see you, Paula. Take care. You too. Bye.